welcome to Imagine Me and Mawari You Penguin Drum. I'm Panda. I am your host, and I am here with my co-host Alice. How you doing, Alice? I'm doing all right. And I'm here with our other co-host. Boom! I switched it up. Cass. Hi, Damn. Cass. Oh snap! Full co-host promotion that almost makes up for losing all my audio last time we recorded this episode. What yes. a character arc, listeners! Uh, and it's going to be even funnier because in episode eleven after this, you make a comment about the fact that I don't call you a co-host. So, uh, but yes, listeners, as you can tell by the jokes we are making, uh, we are recording this one out of order because the recording program that we use goofed and. Most of Cass's audio was completely gone, so we have to re-record this whole episode uh, several days before I would have probably put it up on Patreon. We are here, of course, again to talk about Mawaru Penguin Drum, episode 10, and I'm trying to find the Wikipedia article for list of Penguin Drum episodes. Because I love him... Picking up uh, right after Shoma got hit by a fucking car. Let's find out if he dies. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I come bearing some new information about things that we saw in episode nine. Oh, you mentioned that. What is it? I did. Um, okay, so two things. We talked a bit about the books that Himari was returning to the library. And among those books were... Christine by Stephen Queen, aka Stephen King, and Sputnik Weirdo. And I have learned what is behind sort of both of those uh, inclusions, because as we know, Ikuhara never does anything on accident. So the first one, Sputnik Weirdo, is a reference to Sputnik Sweetheart, a Haruki Murakami book. I have not read it, but... Haruki Murakami is uh, a pretty well-known author, but in particular, his relevance to Penguin Drum, not only Sputnik Sweetheart, but also he wrote a book called Underground about the sarin gas attack, which now that we have recorded episode 11, we know that uh, that is a, a big central part of the plot of this anime. I don't yet know how Sputnik Sweetheart relates, but when I sent the plot summary of the book to Yasha, she said, yes, that's relevant. You will find out later. So. Oh boy. Oh dear. And the, the other thing, Christine, we, we spent so long talking about the fact that Alice had never heard of Christine before that I didn't even think about the significance of this inclusion. And I think Yasha also helped me f- figure this one out. And I think the reason that that is there is because Christine is also about a character coming into possession of a seemingly haunted object and that object changing their personality in disturbing ways, let's say. So um, the hat is the car in this or the car is the hat in Penguin Drum. Yeah, just kind of like how Ginny was the bike. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's what I learned. And I'm excited to find out about Sputnik Sweetheart at some point. I also, I picked up a copy uh, or the audiobook of uh, 
underground to read at some point just as like context for penguin drum so uh whenever i get around to that i will report back please do i will anyway it's time to have a motorcycle run down a lady so we pick up with uh part of ringo's diary being stolen by a mat a helmet wearing motorcycle driving antagonist who from previous episodes we assumed was natsume but future events will suggest to us may not have been yeah Anyway, as she is uh, stepping into the road, uh, dazed and unable to process this, we get a flashback to Shoma just fully doing a beautiful 360 spin through the air as he gets hit by a car. (laughs) And uh, I I know I'm repeating the same joke, but since this is uh, before the isekai boom, instead of killing him, this does actually just put him in the hospital. (laughs) Well, that's the secret is you can make all the jokes you made before and nobody knows because that audio is mostly gone forever. I wish, but sadly my jokes are bespoke. (sighs) Each one is crafted in a closed time-like infinity for specifically the occasion that I'm using them in. Broke, woke, joke, bespoke. That's a really complicated way of saying that you don't think about the things you say before they come out of your mouth and therefore are incapable of replicating them. That is the that is, that is the most bird you have ever burned me. <laughs> um I would go to the the bird the bird clinic, but we don't have one in Mississippi anymore, so I guess I'm just screwed. Are we suggesting it would be better for the podcast if Alice and I just practiced our dialogue hours in advance with elaborate flowcharts like Nathan Fielder. Yeah, can you can you yes. imagine can you imagine what I would be like? Just me doing the Skyrim NPC. Have you heard of the High Elves for like the entire time? You're just gonna do a rehearsal for every podcast episode. Do you get to the Cloud District very often? <laughs> anyway, Shoma having been nearly isekai'd breaks Ringo a little and she runs to his side to see if he's okay, which obviously no. <laughs> and we uh, pick up with the opening theme. So from episode nine, we at least know that Shoma does in fact make it to the hospital and is not in fact fucking dead on the spot. But <laughs> first of all, props to our boy who got hit by a car with enough force to 360 degree rotate his body twice as it threw him into the air and did not break any bones. <laughs> he's just built different. True. Uh, my running theory right now is that Shoma is a stand user and is not aware of it yet. Oh boy. Is uh the is penguin number two his stand? <laughs> yes. Penguin number two is his stand in its larval form. My stando, Club Penguin. <laughs> God damn it! That is so much funnier than what I was gonna do. See, maybe it was worth it to have to record this again for that one joke. <laughs> Well, now we have to name the episode after that. Unless we say something funnier. Yeah, that's true. We still have 23 minutes of uh, show left to get through. Almost. 23 minutes left of show? Yeah, of, of Malawar you Penguin Drum. No, no, because because Shoma. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah, no, no, you guys at the end of the episode. Spoilers. <laughs> I was joking the whole time. He does get isekai Speaking of waking up after a near-death experience in a strange foreign setting, Shoma does in fact wake up in the hospital to hear Kamba and Himari uh, talking about him. Kamba is mildly bad-mouthing him, just because, like, they say that idiots can't catch colds. I guess, like, 
that holds double true if you get hit by a car, apparently. And Mari <laughs> says, but you've been worried about him all night. Don't you dare tell my brother that I have feelings about him. <laughs> but in any way, you know, fraternal. Meanwhile, as Show wakes up, he's like, fuck, I gotta make breakfast. And it's Again, like, buddy! He is built different. Buddy. He is built different. You have he a head in- wound. You have a head wound, you've probably broken ribs, you are in pain, and the first thing you think is, well, industrial grade morphine's enough out of my system that I can wake up, I better go fucking cook. Shoma's like, don't worry, they told me all the bleeding's internal, that's where the blood's supposed to be. Also, by the way, to note that on the other bed, a ti- the tiny nurse penguin is Penguin helping. number three is nursing Penguin 2. Yeah. Who has his little flipper in a a sling. That is so cute. She's got like a little basket of fruit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Sho realizes that he has in fact been sent to the hospital. Very obsessed with the little low-res trio here. Yep. And Kanba just tells him he's an idiot. And goes like, go back to fucking bed. Push. And this is where everyone else has to remind Shoma that he did in fact step in front of a car. Meanwhile, show has this studio dean face. <laughs> oh like, my god! No, oh, I don't like looking at it. Please keep going. No, I'm just gonna keep it here for a second. I like it. <laughs> Why? I have a theory that in the next shot, when we see him again, his left eye has drifted farther. <laughs> Stop looking at me with those big ol' eyes. <laughs> Uh, Kamba just goes like, if your memory is intact, your brain must be fine. And just goes like, after all, you've always been an idiot. Just calls him a slowpoke. See, his eye looks farther <laughs> adrift. No! No, I refuse to see it. <laughs> Do not remind me of the horror. Oh, so I guess I shouldn't have put Hikarashi on that flash drive I was going to give y'all. I guess not. Uh, as Sunny is tending to Penguin number two. Why is Penguin two sweating? Why is is it is is Penguin number three force feeding him a banana? Yes. Is that what's happening here? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. The penguins aren't that smart. Anyway, Penguin number one has uh, done underwear theft again. Apparently, Kanba stayed up all night by Shoma's bedside, even though he is trying very hard to make it seem like he was not worried at all. And Humari just goes like, I'm gonna, now that I've thoroughly uh, embarrassed you, I'm gonna go and get Ringo from the hallway. Ringo called the ambulance and stayed with Sho the whole time. When she's here with a giant duffel bag. So Himari goes into the hallway to like let her know, hey, Sho's alive and kicking. He didn't die. Go say hi to him. And she seems genuinely delighted for a second and then goes like, mm-hmm. I can't come in there. I don't have a right to come in there. He got hit because of me. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Kanba is interrogating show. Now that now that Himari's out of the room, he's like, okay, now I, I'm done being shitty to you. Can you please explain how, what the hell happened with you and Ringo that caused you to get hit by a car? Because I'm not fucking stupid. Uh, and his immediate conclusion is, wait, don't tell me, she pushed you into the car? Because <laughs> he has not been spending time with her, so his only experience of Ringo is Psycho absolutely Ringo. sex crimes, yeah. I mean, this this is a valid thing for him to ask, TVH. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, I do love how defensive he is and how quickly Shoma's just like, no, no, well, I, I screwed up and I said something I shouldn't have. First of all, 
I love how conflicted Kanba's face is here. Because he's like very clearly going like, I don't trust you because this sounds like the kind of thing you'd say if someone deliberately hurt you and made it feel like it was your fault. But also countermanding you would be counterproductive here. And I don't know why you'd do that for Ringo specifically. (laughs) Ringo overhears them talking about this and is kind of stunned because she definitely expected Shoma to rat her out for... Oh, uh, by the way, Esmeralda's sharpening a knife. That's our shot now. You know, as one does. There is someone who we will very shortly find out is a nurse, bound and gagged in a locker. And that locker is being closed by Natsume in a nurse outfit that she has clearly stolen from this person that she is bound and gagged. So first of all, this nurse outfit is not just a nurse outfit. I need to comment on this nurse outfit is... The kind of nurse outfit you buy in a Halloween store for $15, and it has the word sexy nurse on the front of it. Mm-hmm. Which would imply that someone actually brought this to the hospital. This is, like, this is this hospital's official uniform. This hospital works on Silent Hill rules. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The worst part of this is the rest of the episode, we all know it now, so we can all say that I am truthful in that St. Triangle Head Hospital. St. Triangle Head General. <laughs> Did you just say St. Triangle Head? Yes. That, 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 it's, it's multi-layered. So you getting it wrong was on purpose. To, yes. Because it's, it's, yeah, because it, it looks like, never mind, keep going. Okay, you, you did not in fact get Pyramid Head's name wrong. <laughs> on, on accident. Which I think would have been funnier. Gotta fight for every ounce of respect here. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, there's something going on here because there's a bunch of lit gas canisters? Yep, that is uh, propane torches. Propane torches. With one of which has Natsume's name on it, like it's a name brand. And then we cut back to inside uh, the hospital, specifically, I believe this is like the cafeteria. Yeah, this is a food court or something. Kanba and Himari are at a table, and so is Sunny. And Sunny and Himari are sort of knitting in unison, and it's very cute. Penguin number three is the only always good penguin. That's true. Kanba's having a coffee, and it is uh, penguin coffee, based on that label. It is penguins. It has an apostrophe S. And uh, the logo is clearly pretending to be the, the Starbucks logo. Hey, Con, have you ever gotten a present from a girl? So this whole conversation is just... Open mouth, insert foot. Yep. Uh, Himari asks Kanba if he's ever gotten a present from a girl and what kinds of things he likes to receive as a present. And he just goes like, Oh, no, no, I've gotten presents from girls before. They all suck. Fuck presents from girls. <laughs> Fuck homemade bento boxes. Fuck homemade bento boxes. Fuck homemade sweaters. Oh, especially fuck homemade sweaters. Homemade sweaters are the worst. They are just the worst thing. I would never want to receive a homemade gift with my name on it. You know, I absolutely... Fuck homemade cakes with, like, weird wedding toppers. Like, just the gifts I get from girls are the worst thing. I hate them all. I would point out that he specifically says other girls, but yeah. by the time he has gotten to other girls, he has said everything else. Yes. All that I made it I with made love, it with kind, love of kind of stuff. And like, while he's saying this, 
Himari is just slowly looking down at her knitting and losing a little bit of her soul and happiness. She just goes like, God, like he he goes off on the bentos for like a solid minute, by the way. Those things send a chill down my spine. Himari's just like, so packed lunch is out of the question. Okay, actually, the, the nurse's uniform makes much more sense when you see it in a following shot because they are wearing like full-on stockings with it. Yeah, Natsume did not have her stockings on when we saw her. Yeah, so it looked like a very t- short mini dress. Also, this penguin number one is, while Kanba is doing this, fully just- Committing a sex crime. Yeah, just fully sexually harassing a woman with, like- It looks like like a rectal thermometer. Yeah, with a rectal thermometer, which- What's up? Yeah. Certainly a a gag to do. Anyway, Kanba's like, when people force me to wear sweaters, it makes me wonder- And Hori's just like, so, you'd hate getting a scarf, too, huh? As she is visibly knitting a scarf. And Kanba's entire soul leaves his body instantly. <laughs> I loved this shot. <laughs> yep. Fully desaturated. And he just lunges forward, grabs Samari by the shoulders, and goes like, Listen, I was kidding about everything I just said. No man in this world is dumb enough to complain about getting a handmade gift from you. If you made a scarf for me, I'd wear it anywhere, anytime. Even if I was in the middle of the Sahara Desert. Or a steaming hot jungle. As he's saying this, the rectal thermometer is registering max temperature, by the way. For some reason. Just, I'm sorry, I'm still not over the fact that they that this episode has that as a gag. Yeah. This episode is just kind of a parade of sex crimes. Yeah. And that's the second time that's happened in Penguin Drum. And it probably won't be the last. Nope. Uh, Himari sort of pats show or uh, pats Kamba on the head and says that you know she's gotten to a good stopping point with her project, so she will go home and get show a change of clothes. Anyway, please stay with our brother. Bye. I hope nothing you know awful happens while I'm gone. <laughs> anyway, uh, show and Himari or show and Ringo, excuse me, are back in the hospital room. Penguin number one is now lying on Sho's bed, the thermometer in his beak. Which it's uh, penguin number two. Penguin number two, excuse me, which he will, you know, shortly swallow because penguin number two eats everything. And Ringo is kind of noting that Sho did, in fact, keep it se- keep why he got injured a secret for her. She thought for sure that when uh, he saw Kamba and Himari that he would spill the beans, but he didn't. Yep. And she apologizes for, you know, getting him hit by a car, to which he just goes, Oh, wow, you scraped your knees. Were you hurt anywhere else? Just, nope. Good. (laughs) And Ringo is just floored by that instantly. And Sho's just sitting there like, Ah, it's fine. I can't believe they admitted me for just bumps and bruises. You got hit by a car! It doesn't really count as being hit by a car if you just make it out fine. By the way, uh, Penguin number two has, in fact, swallowed the thermometer and is now uh, letting mercury dribble from its beak as it lies on its side. How many times are these penguins going to fucking die? Yeah, he is 100% dead. (laughs) That is a corpse. (laughs) Ringo says she's heading home. But she'll be back. Uh, As she goes, Sho notices that her diary has been ripped. And she admits that half of it got stolen by someone. Someone ran by after she dropped it off the sidewalk and ripped it in half off of the back of a bike. And we see uh, 
We see Natsume and she has not put the tights on. So she is, in fact, in sexy nurse mode saying, gosh, I must crush him soon. He knew what he was doing. Yep. So Natsume, full nurse regalia, rolls up and announces it's time for show's dinner and he must be very hungry. There's a delicious dessert for you today, she says, as she immediately injects his flan with, like, yellow liquid from a syringe. It looks like my hair dye. Sure does. So as a show laments one disaster after another. By the way, his hands look tiny there. I know. There are some weird off-model shows in this episode. Anyway, he eats the pudding. Yeah, I think, you know, we have some pretty complicated sequences later in the episode, so they're probably just cutting corners where they can. Yep. And Natsume just goes like, oh no, we're out of tea. So Ringo just volunteers to go refuel while penguin number two eats the rest of the plan not so asks ringo where the, if she knows where the kitchen is and ringo does so she takes the teapot and uh makes her way and not to make his little smirk and goes like how enviable of you mr takakura you've had your girlfriend taking care of you this whole time and right as goes like oh she's not my he just immediately goes Oh, that that sure was some sleeping potion I ingested. He <laughs> plants right into the meal, which he didn't eat the rest of. Yeah, it just spills everywhere. It's awful. This is what you get for eating your dessert before your dinner. That's true. Because if you'd eaten the dessert last, Kanba would have been back already. So away goes Natsume with her little food trolley, passing Ringo in the hall as she heads back with her, her full pot of tea. Ringo opens the door to find Sho and Penguin number two missing. And as she goes looking for him, we cut back to the hall to see uh, Sho's hair and a little bit of Penguin number two's foot sticking out of the closed door of the food trolley as they are brought to the Esmeralda knife room. Listener, I sadly report that it's not officially called this. <laughs> it is in our hearts. It is in the official Penguin drum art book. I checked. You know what? I know you're you're joking, but I've decided to believe you. <laughs> I, I love that Natsume takes off her glasses and nurse cap like she's taking off a disguise. So, yeah, Kanba has made it back and Ringo uh, broke the news that Shoma is fucking gone. And they are surveying the scene where Shoma's food is all over the bed. Yep. She recounts the story of going to get tea and then coming back and him being gone. So, first of all, uh, they get a text from Shoma's phone on Convos, uh, saying, hand over half the diary, otherwise I'm going to murder show. So this is the reveal of the diary being torn in half to Kanba. Yep. And he gets a second text saying, right now, Shoma is... And there's an attached video, a live video, apparently. Live streaming. I appreciate the, I appreciate the hustle. First of all, this is very much like the internet legend of, like, did you all ever run into, like, the internet legend of, like, uh, Red Room videos? Yes. I mean, I've, like, heard of it. Yeah, based on, ba- kind of slightly based on the real subreddit, Watch People Die, which was um, home movie clips that went horribly wrong and um, amateur movies from, like, Warfronts and stuff. The Red Room was the idea that, like, if you looked hard enough on the dark web, you could find basically live stream snuff. Yeah. However, comma... This very definitely violates Twitch.io TOS. Well, they're not on Twitch. They're on Penguin Live. 
Yeah, yeah so they're this, all is, this would actually, I think, predate Twitch as well. This would have been the Justin.TV era, I believe. Oh my god. Now there's a name I haven't heard in some time. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I'm pretty sure that this is playing off that, because the Red Room uh, legends go back to, like, the older internet than uh, current live streaming. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, that all of this is to say that is why there's a comedy bit where show is strapped by medical restraints to a gurney thing and is rotated up into frame so that someone can threaten him with a knife and a blowtorch. So, anyway, Penguin number one is going panty fishing for the entirety of a serious conversation. Rigo explains what happened and how the half of the diary got taken. I'm pretty sure that, like, part of this is because they realized that the scene would be really boring if it was just the characters recounting information. Oh, sure, yeah. That we the audience is already aware of. But also, of all the things to counterpoint the scene, we chose panty fishing. It's the most Ikihara thing that's ever happened. I don't even know if we how to qualify that anymore. It was being more or less Ikuhara than other. No, I take it back. It would be slightly more Ikuhara if the thing he was if it, if you thought they set you up to think he was panty fishing and he was actually getting some just in, absolutely inexplicable thing. Yeah. Her continuing to explain. Kamba Takakura, bring the diary and come to Seaward's rooftop. So Kanba decides to go absolute diehard. He's like walkie talkie diehard, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm going to go be an action hero and rescue Shoma. You keep the diary and hold on to it. Don't worry about it. I'll get him back and then your diary will be safe. And we hear off in the distance a woman complaining that her panties are missing because this whole time Penguin number one has been stealing them with a fishing line. Yep, uh, from a laundry line, most likely. And... Also overhears a younger woman's voice saying, I'm looking for them, Grandma! (laughs) So they have used internet GPS magic to trace Shoma's phone to find the location of where he's supposed to be. Yep. And they found out that he is somewhere in the hospital. So Kanba goes off to action movie save show. Uh, There is a layers of stupidity thing going on here, not least of which being Kanba kinda has no reason not to just tell anyone who works at the hospital that his brother is missing from his hospital room and they should probably look for him. Mm-hmm. Which might have, I don't know, helped with the current situation. Just a little bit. Yeah, like, this is not Kanba's smartest maneuver on multiple levels. You know, trying to do this elaborate double bluff with the diary, assuming he can he can outthink whoever this is. His plan is kind of, we will find out shortly, just to bum rush whoever comes to meet him. Mm-hmm. Which means he also did not have a plan for what if uh, the instructions were to do a dead drop. I see that Kamba is a, a skilled Counter-Strike player, as he rushes C. <laughs> <laughs> This is not me complaining in the sense of like, oh, he's dumb, it's a plot hole. It's more me kind of just noting. Kanba, this is just like probably intentional characterization in the sense of like, Kanba is a determined MFer and absolutely the kind of guy who will bicycle after a speeding truck to save the life of his little sister. But he is also not the smartest boy. And that may or may not be bad for the group in this particular case. Uh, high charisma, high intelligence, low whiz. What, low wisdom. <laughs> low whiz. He can't piss. 
<laughs> I can't believe we made a fatal build for him. Thanks. Oh, man. Panda, if you've never heard it from another time, another land, I will not tell you about it because you deserve not to be cursed. Okay. <laughs> Kamba says he promises he'll save Shoma because he truly believes that. So we've got another 10 minutes of episode in which Kamba will be attempting to uh, save Shoma. Let's see how that goes for him. <laughs> anyway, Kamba heads up to the hospital roof where they are. there are just dozens of white hospital sheets hung out to dry because this hospital is doing uh, industrial level laundry, but even here, dryer space is at a premium. I really like this scene. I like the uh, visual effect of all of the sheets. I feel like this, I, I said this last time, but I feel like this scene is like referencing something else because this something about this seems really familiar. This is yeah. definitely like a recreation of a movie shot and I'm trying to think of which movie it is. There's gotta be like a John Woo movie that I've never seen that does this exact thing. And if there isn't, there should have been. Listeners, if you know, write in. Please do. Tiny low-res Shoma walks through the sheets, or at least one row of the sheets. And announces, hey, I brought the diary. Come and get it. Yargo, I've come to Bargle. And immediately almost gets shot. Multiple bullets. I love that the I love that the little bullets like tear part of his clothing like they're fucking bullets. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, first of all, he dodges three of them, which is nuts. Second of all, uh, he brought some kind of either a swimsuit or gravier mag of some kind to play the part of the diary in a little paper bag, and it bursts into flame when it gets hit. Which, damn! And he just goes like, "Oh no, they sure. saw right through my plan." Uh, He hears someone on the other side of the sheets, dashes after her, getting slightly more exhausted as he runs. You see the sweat on his face. And as he purses through the other end, he finds a music box playing a uh, a peculiar little melody. And he, he comes up short because it seems to be familiar to him. And a voice coming out of the uh, pipes on uh, the ventilation shafts on either side of the hospital just says, Do you remember now... Before, from above, uh, one of Natsume's bullets just shatters the um, music box and causes Kamba to fall over and hit his head. Where he wakes up and the ground is covered in blue and white penguin emblems. And all of the everything is just blue tinted now. Which, uh, he does see Natsume and Esmeralda very far away, but they are so far from him as to be indistinct. I love all the low-res characters in Penguin Drum. Yep. Uh, They bail, and Kanba kind of struggles to his feet as he sees the, uh, you know, destroyed pieces of the music box and re-enters the hospital. Where everything is still blue, and some speakers start playing. This is a classical piece? Yep. I don't know what it is. Gwen recognized it. So, Kanba descends to the... From the fourth floor to the third floor, it is unusual this hospital would have a obvious marking for the fourth floor. That way, often the fourth floor buildings in Japan is called something else, mm-hmm. especially when it's the top floor, as it appears to be here. Uh, this would just be called roof level. All of the patterns in this, like on the walls and everything, are very unnerving and sort of an eye strain. You've got penguin emblems on the steps, and then the walls are black and white striped. Yep. This is, in fact, a Silent Hill hospital, but it's specifically Silent Hill just for Kanba. 
this is the bit where like he's going to walk down and meet James Sunderland coming up from the bottom floor with water rising after him. Just go like, for me, it always looks like this. This is me sitting here realizing I think I'm of the three the only one who actually knows the plot of Silent Hill 2. I am vaguely aware of things in Silent Hill. That joke would have been really funny if you did. <laughs> I'm sure our audience will like it. I know that it has, I know, that's the one with the nurses, right? Okay, you'll have to be more specific. All of them have the <laughs> That's the one with the nurses got sexy. I think that answers my question more than anything else could. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Kanba is confronted from a uh, closed-off room by a bento box full of little animal sushi rolls and, and taco sausages. Specifically, I think that what is being evoked here is, like, the way that the tray full of bentos pops out is almost like one of those, like, body trays in a morgue. Exactly. It is exactly doing that. By the way, all this food looks fucking incredible. I know, right? So Kanba bails on these wonderful-looking bentos that if he just eaten a little bit of, it would have refreshed him. <laughs> Head down to floor two. He looks so fucking exhausted. Penguin number one has face planted on the ground. As he navigates the second floor... Another closed-off room opens up and out shoots another corpse drawer, this time with a wedding cake on it with sparklers. And Natsume's voice, can't you remember? Just still exhausted utterly as he heads down to floor number one. This time, Penguin number one, we get a little shot of him rolling down the next flight of stairs. It's pretty good. Having made it to floor number one, Kanba looks about as exhausted as he ever will be, and... The third thing to pop out of a drawer at him is a half-finished sweater with a big red heart on it and his name in alphabet letters. It says Kamba. Stitched into it. And the voice just goes, wear it. It's your only option. With it being unfinished, it's kind of like a crop top. Kind of trendy. So Kamba does this. He does, in fact, not only put on the sweater, but we see that its red thread has gotten tied around Penguin number one as they head down to the basement level. Red thread of fate. Mm-hmm. Look at all the little the little penguins in the background. Uh, the voice asks Kamba if he's finally remembered, to which he responds, eventually. <laughs> one to two beats later. He keeps walking for, like, a, an interminably long time. Yeah, I remembered. Meanwhile, Ringo is just sitting worried about Shoma in the room as it it was midday when Kamba went chasing. It is now sunset. Uh, we can see the sun shining through the windows. Uh, someone calls Ringo's phone and just tells her Kanba Takakura was sent on a wild goose chase. Wow, I'm so shocked. I know, right? Who could have ever anticipated this happening? Bring the diary, Ringo Oganome, otherwise Shoma Takakura dies. And she has sent another live stream of Club Penguin where we see that Penguin number one not only also has a ball gag, but Shoma is being threatened with Thor blowtorches now. Yeah, did we mention that Sho had a ball gag earlier when we were talking about this clip? No, we didn't. We should discuss it. I don't think it came up, but that's very important. Shoma does, in fact, have a ball gag, as does the Penguin. Mm -hmm. That is his Penguin, his Stan. They both have ball gags. Colored black. I thought you should know. I would like to know the, the fact that Penguin number one in that shot is uh, completely arbitrary. 
uh, and only for the viewer because Ringo explicitly cannot see it. Which implies that they just did this because. And not because, strictly speaking, they needed to for effect. Yes. Natsume's a little fucked, y'all. I prefer to say that Natsume is an artist. What happened was that Natsume tied up show, and while she was doing that, Esmeralda tied up Penguin Number Two. They're artists, and they're this they're they're crafting something beautiful here, and you just need to appreciate it. Anyway, while we contemplate that, Ringo, with no other choice, walks out to the balcony surrounding this hospital room and drops the diary from like the third or fourth. It's gotta be, like, the second or third floor. Mm -hmm. Down into the parking lot, after breathing an apology to Momoka. Once it hits ground, Natsume scoops it up and bails on foot. Ringo asks why, but receives no answer. It is telling. We will later learn that Natsume only has half of the diary. It is probable that this is the one she has, but we don't ever fully get we see the figure in shadow and from too far away to tell who it actually is. Mm -hmm. So it is entirely possible that either this or the biker could have been the one that wasn't Natsume. We only, we know one of them was, we, we don't know who, which one wasn't. Mm -hmm. I'm leaning toward the bike not being Natsume, but of course that would not explain why she knew that Ringo only had half the diary. So hmm. anyway, Kanba is in the basement, and has found his brother still medically restrained to a table with the with penguin number two. The lights go out, and we cut to a close-up of Natsume, who is now wearing tactical night vision goggles. Pretty good, honestly. Kanba yells at her to stop messing around and hurry and let Shoma go, and she just slips up behind him, whispers that you finally remember into his ear, and then bails back. She says that the sweater looks good on him. Pigeon blood, crimson red. That's the color of the thread. Yep. The color of pigeon's blood suits you the best. Kanba's just like, what are you after? How do you know about the diary? Esmeralda also has tactical goggles, by the way, and has cornered penguin number one. Adorable. I know. Wait, if she's... Does this make her his wannabe tactical girlfriend? Yes. Just like the YouTubes. Yes! The treacherous hero who followed Arachne's red thread all the way here. Uh, Natsume is just, like, fucking with him as she says she she basically goes, you deserve a little reward. She loads up her little wrist rocket and goes, I'll tell you one thing. What I'm after is... And then she pulls off her night vision goggles, throws them and the wrist rocket away, which begs the question of why she armed it. French kisses Kanba into the lockers... Esmeralda has pounced on and is kissing Penguin number one. The lights all come back on, and Kanba is now alone with Shoma in the room. (laughs) Shoma finally wrestles the ball gag out of his mouth and just goes like, what the hell? This scene is art right here. (laughs) This singular (laughs) image we're looking at right now is art. Yep. It is pretty astounding. Kanba wipes the kiss from his mouth. <laughs> As uh, Shoma asks him, bro, what happened? Uh, we get a scene transition to uh, Nishi Shinjuku, where Natsume is riding the train home, talking to a mysterious person we don't know on the phone as she tells them she has obtained the diary as planned and can't wait for what will happen next. Today's message from Double H as they s- perform with 
sparklers and pulling away red thread from a sweater-wearing figure standing on a cake holding a sushi roll in one hand and a octopus wiener in the other is Cherish Your Memories. It's really good. The hunt has only just begun, says Natsume. Of course, Project M will be completed. I am not a pathetic hunter. How many Project M's are we going to have? Well, there's only the two so far, I believe. I'm, uh, yeah, and rule of three, so we're going to get three inevitably. Well, we find out that, first of all, we get a... Survival tactic! But we we find out that the M in Project M for Natsume doesn't stand for... What is it? Maternity? Maternity. It stands for... It's a me, Mario! So, like, she has a little buddy, a little a little guy who is this cute little dude with blonde hair. The androgynous child we saw in the previous episode. Mario! His name is Mario! We will learn more about Mario in episodes to come. What is his name? It's Mario Mario. His brother is Luigi Mario. Yes, and uh, she's not some A Mario. Yeah, get these fucking Marios. Why? Why? Mario! Why? Mario! Why? Why? Mario? (laughs) (laughs) Mario, Mario, Mario. So that was the episode, and the subtitle at the end of the episode says it's all for love, even though the title on Wikipedia is Because I Love Him. So I guess we've got some conflicting subtitles here, but that's fine. Anyway, time for Coltar of the Deepers. <laughs> we actually, we get a remix of Dear Future at the end of this episode. Oh, that's right. This is the one that is uh, specifically performed by a different vocalist. Mm-hmm. Who is it being performed by? Let me look that up real fast while we've got it going. Uh, Dear Future featuring Yui Horie. Yep, that is the one that plays in episode 10. Okay. The arrangement is by someone called Watchman. I'm assuming that's another group. Hmm. And the singer in question is Yui Horie, who, looking at some of her previous credits, she is a uh, voice actress as well as a singer. She was Hanyu in Higarashi. Oh, neat. Yep. It has been zero episodes since we brought up the When They Cry series. I know, right? Other credits include uh, Subasa Hanikawa in, Mon- in uh, Monogatari, which Alice might know. I have not actually... Wait, wait which one is she? Uh, Subasa Hanikawa. You've seen this show, I haven't. I'm making sure that I know which character you're referring to. Hold on. Okay, I was right. Holy shit. Yeah, that fits. She was Toru Honda, the lead in Fruits Basket. Oh. And also, uh, she was one of the... Um, major parts i believe uh minori kushieda in toradora so lots and lots and lots of stuff how fun she also founded a j-pop group in 2005 called ice it's a-i-c-e okay well we get our uh preview for the next episode and uh, it's uh penguin number one in space over a satellite yep and he's got a suitcase chained to his wrist, and the suitcase opens to reveal that it is full of bras and underwear. Oh my Penguin god. Penguin number two floats by in a bubble? 
And then we see the final illustration, uh, the Lily Hoshino illustration, is uh, Ringo with uh, a pair of hands reaching down and cupping her chin. We do not see whose hands they are. Survival strategy. It's too revealing. Wow. I would like to note, and I'm just going to throw this out there, that um, I may have undersold her because I just read what Wikipedia listed as her most prominent appearances. Oh boy. Yui Horie has been apparently been in fucking everything. Hmm. Her credits go from like 1997 all the way to current present day present time. <laughs> I, I, I get that reference. Yep. Her most recent, uh, she's, oh my god, that's why it's f- significant. I was trying to figure out why to this person, she's Natsume's voice actor. Oh, fun. Nice. Yeah. Now everyone who's been sitting there this entire time, like, why did they not say that she's Natsume's voice actor? Congratulations, we did it. We we did. Uh, she is Amazing. the voice actor of both uh, Masako Natsume and the Penguin Esmeralda. Nice! I didn't know that she was Esmeralda, but that makes sense. Yeah, Esmeralda has... I totally forgot Esmeralda made any noise that you would need a voice actor for. (laughs) I know. To be fair, like, two of the three times we've watched this episode, we watched it with the sound off to record this, so... Yeah. But yeah, so that was the episode. Uh, this one was pretty good. Shoba had a ball gag. Um, and that was entertaining. (laughs) Well, there we go. I'm sorry, we have to retitle the episode now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the first time I was like, what the fuck? And the second time I was like, that's pretty funny. And the third time I'm like, ah, yes, I see. Humorous. <laughs> All of the shock value of live stream from kink.com sh- starring Shoba is just kind of drained out of me. It's just a normal fact. It's just a thing that happened. A funny thing happened on the way to the sea ward. <laughs> yeah, um... Glad Shoma's not fucking dead. Interested in finding out more about uh, Mario. Uh, I know that we will learn more about him later. I gotta be has like another name. He's got a penguin hat, so he's gotta be important. King of the Crystal? I don't know. Uh, the Prince of the Crystal, I guess. The Grand Vizier. The Prince Consort of the Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> we'll certainly find out. But uh, yeah, that... I'm just mad that it took me this long to realize, oh, it's because Yui Horie is literally Natsume, so they, they have her singing the ending theme, which is kind of a love song, because it was her episode. Yeah, makes sense. And God I, damn it. I know we have a lot to learn about Natsume in the coming episodes, because we are very quickly approaching uh, midway through the show. We're about to hit our halfway point at episode 12. How are you guys feeling halfway through Penguin Drum? I'm liking it. It definitely picked up. It's definitely, I'm definitely more invested than I was before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I am enjoying it. And I look forward to seeing what uh, future episodes hold for us. So if that's all we've got for today, listeners, if you'd like to follow this show on Twitter, you can do that at... Utenacast. And if you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Ampandanata. Alice, where can people find you online? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Lyrewolf, L-Y-R-E-W-U-O-F. And uh, Cass, where can people find the podcast that you and Alice do? Starting recording soon, uh, Big Steppy can be found on the internet wherever fine podcasts are sold. Our official Twitter account for it is at SteppyCast. 
we're actually going to be doing, we're going to be rebooting um, literally starting this weekend. Sometime in the next 48 hours when we can get a couple of minutes free, um, we're going to be starting our rewatch through G Gundam um, in a format somewhat similar to Imagine Me and Uzma. Ooh, fun. That's exciting. I'm looking forward to Alice having to watch the bravest man in Italy uh, just absolutely get clowned on. <laughs> I'm just sad that G Gundam and its panoply of incredibly um, inappropriate and offensive uh, country stereotype Gundams did not manage to find the time to make a leprechaun one for my own sake. <laughs> yeah, they didn't do Ireland and I feel bad about it. And if you would like to support this show, you can do that on Patreon at utanacast.com. If you would like to get in contact with us, you can do that at our email, imagineutana at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter or also on Twitter in our uh, pinned tweet. We have a Google form and you can fill that out if you are interested in coming on the show and that will give me an idea of, uh, you know, how to contact you, what you are interested in talking about, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, do that if you are interested in coming on the show. And that's all of the things, I think. And if it's not, oh, well, at the count of three, two, one, we're all going to say survival tactic. And then we're going to get out of here. Three, all right. two, one survival, survival. tactic, tactic.